This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book show where we take the books that you've read from the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Of course, we're talking about new comic book releases, those hottest of books. Those so hot, they're practically radioactive. Does anybody remember those SpaghettiOs fighter maker <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a uh, that was that was their tagline when they made uh, spaghettios that were sh- in shapes of the Spider-Man '90s cartoon show. What they were like, so hot, it's practically radioactive. I'm like, that's not good. I don't want that. Yeah, Why would I want that? That sounds horrible. But anyway, uh, we wanted to give you uh, a quick reminder. This may be the last episode of Off the Rack on Comic Pop. I'm a little verklempt, a little sad. Kind of sucks that we have to do this. But you know what? I'm excited for the possibilities and the future because we've created now. You know, you know, it was funny. It's, it reminds me of that moment in Pirates of the Caribbean, uh huh, where they're talking about how cool it is to be a captain. But you know, what's better than a captain, a commodore. Oh yeah. And so it used to be we're the captain of a ship, but now well, we're, we're practically have the makings of a fleet. Yeah. Of channels. That's right. The first of which is Comic Pop Returns. Which is our supplemental channel, which is going to be the host for primarily podcasty stuff. Yeah. Off the Rack, Elseworlds Exchange. I think The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly is also going to live there eventually. Mm-hmm. Letters page. Uh, those are the main shows. Yeah. Uh, but we have plans for the future. I just laid those plans to rest uh, and bloom. Planted them, I should say. Uh, so that they can blossom into something for real. Cool. I'm waiting for uh, someone who's probably watching the show right now to get me... The last bit of seeds I need. It's all it's all their fault. And it's all their fault. I know it is, That's too. That's why we haven't... No, the reality is no. the reason why we haven't <laughs> launched it is because, number one, I'm not ready to do that. Number two, we're, we're, we're working on this. this. We're working on working Comic on. Pop Returns. Yes. So uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and make a video that is dedicated just for that, yeah. for this channel. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm going to try to record after this, but like I just <gasps> want to make a video that's just like, hey... There's another channel. Go subscribe to it. But yeah. don't unsubscribe to this one. No, no. Just, just add just, it to your if, collection. If you want to. You're yeah, a collector you anyway. You should want collector. Like collector's collectibles. items. Collectibles. Like this we, channel. We are a collectible. It's true. Um, we are going to also at some point give everyone like a schedule. Yes. Um, I know Common Pop Returns schedule has seemingly been like, what the hell is Erratic? this? It's just because we are trying to achieve a goal in, in YouTube's eyes. And so like we were sort of spamming it with things but like we also had like a little bit of a backlog because things were pulled down from the main channel and so not to worry i'd say maybe after this week yeah we'll probably have like a regular schedule of um shows that you're you're seeing there right. that are live and then uploaded in a timely manner don't mm-hmm. worry it's this is a for now situation but like for now like within a week or two it'll be fixed exactly like i know some people were asking because we still don't have like a th- like a look for the channel yeah that's on me and uh and so don't worry it's not gonna be the the theme of the channel isn't unfinished to be fair it's like we put it up and then like honestly i don't think either of us expected to the outpouring from everyone in the way that you were so generous um and so we were like we've got a little time we have no time there's no no time which is like the fast-paced world of the internet there's no time so I understand that. So that's on me. Don't worry. It's coming. It's all coming. Now I'm excited because I have no idea. And like this episode because I have no idea what she read. She has every, she knows exactly what I read, uh, which is how it is, men out there and ladies, I guess. But I'm just saying, you know, they know is, is the point. They'll always know. 
But anyway, uh, let's jump into some books. But before we do, of course, one more thing. One bit of house cleaning I wanted to say. This show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can sponsor this episode by using Super Chats, which when Off the Rack goes live on Comic Pop Returns, it's enabled. We can do that now. Yeah. So. Go Team Comic Pop. Yeah. That's right. Is that is that a team venture reference? Yeah, that's nice because it's timely because I think they're finally going to be able to end that freaking show with a movie. I was like literally thinking about how much like unfortunately hearing Doctor Orpheus colored my impersonation of Doctor Strange <sighs> ever since that Me point too. on. Like it just like I was like oh there it is yeah forever. Not bad. No, but it's thinking like you know yes go team venture <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you want to sponsor today's episode and make sure we don't have to, like, use NordVPN or whatever goddamn thing. Uh, we but can... if they want to sponsor this But, oh, though, actually, we did get reached out to via... We finally... We've made it, ladies and gentlemen. A VPN reached out to us for a sponsorship. I'm thinking about doing it. I don't know. I'm thinking about taking their money. Who knows? It'll be on this show. <laughs> so, get used to it. Uh, Brian Rowland's showing some love for two... The two greatest YouTube channels. You're very kind, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. I, I still consider it to be like one channel. It's like an umbrella. It's like a big umbrella, and everyone's welcome underneath it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yay! So yeah, uh, let's talk Yay. about some books. Uh, I, I don't want to waste too much of uh, the people's time. I read uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked this up just because it had Doctor Doom on the cover and that's like it's funny how much that's like an easy sell for you yeah yeah often not all, not every time no but it is often something that you're like okay okay Doctor Doom what are you what are you what doing what are you doing what are you doing Doom what are you doing in space there yeah but uh, this is of course written by Al Ewing and it's funny because when I read it mm-hmm. uh, I, I wasn't sold I'm not a, I'm not the world's biggest Guardians of the Galaxy fan so it takes a lot it would, it would take a lot you know it'd have to take like Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning to do it for me but like this is this is a fine story and if you like Guardians of the Galaxy you're probably gonna dig this it's in the middle of a story arc so it's not like this is the beginning by any means uh, but it's cute uh, and I remember reading it and going like oh that was fine who read this who wrote this oh Al Ewing well, I guess it was better than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad the reconnect was successful. Thank you. This is why people use StreamYard, by the way. I was thinking about doing that, by the way. Okay. Here's a, here's an idea, and I want to actually throw this to the chat, uh, which is suspiciously quiet, by the way. Uh, but I wanted to mention, uh, I have this idea. If we were to stream this on StreamYard, which you wouldn't be able to tell, by the way, like because oh. we can have like a one, one camera setup. Okay. Um, you uh what what if we had like guests not like full whole episode guests but like for example uh tom king supergirl is Mm -hmm. uh, the the pre-order is tomorrow the Mm -hmm. the final cutoff date for for pre-ordering supergirls tomorrow yeah wouldn't it have been fun if tom king popped in on the show and been like hey losers make sure to subscribe (laughs) to new comic pop returns and also uh pre-order supergirl there you go right that would be kind of fun so I'm thinking maybe we'll try that out. Uh, I'm gonna reach out. It would it would require it would require some of these people to be and some pre planning on our part. A lot, and we don't, as you can tell, you know, we don't do that. So sometimes we do. Yeah, I, I like chat is sus. It is. Yeah, always. I'm yeah. sus. It is a little laggy, right, folks? Yeah, I, that's what I thought. I'm sus. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, but with respect to Guardians, it's fine. You know, it's fun, and okay. it, it you know it comes right off of Empire, which you know everyone loves. Um, Doom wants the wants the sword that Teddy wields. Oh. And uh, 
and he's going to take it by any means necessary, including old powers that people forget Doctor Doom has. Like, if he looks into your eyes, he could jump into your body and swap places with you. It's an old sorcerer's trick. Um, yeah, something he does. And I, feel they... like, I feel like that's so not in his wheelhouse, because, like, there's nothing greater than Doom to Doom. Yeah, but so it's So why his... would he want to do that? It's his mind, though. Like, but that's gross. That's what he... I'm mo- in someone's body. That's gross. Yeah. You're gross. Yeah, well, Moondragon... Everyone's lesser than me. Yeah. Well, Moondragon dumps his body into Rocket Raccoon, so Rocket's like, this is dope. I'm liking this. And Doom's like, what is this insolence? And that's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. So, you know, that was fun. Anyway, Garnet. I thought cool. you were telling me he was in Moondragon. He's like, he's like, all right. And Drax's like, no. Doom, you're super inappropriate. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it, it's not that crass, but it is cute. Good. Uh, so check that out. I guess I don't know. It's like it's a soft recommend. Okay. Uh, Adam says, "Have you been reading the Spider's Shadow? Kind of a what if Peter Parker became Venom, which I swear we've seen, but this is a bit of a darker take so far." Uh, Adam, thank you very much for your support, by the way. Yeah, incredibly dude, thank generous you, thank super you. chat. But uh, I should also, but I, I got to ding you, Chip Zdarsky, the writer of Spider Shadow. We're on issue two now. Uh, he was on this very channel. We did a whole episode of Elseworlds Exchange, uh, where we talk about his formation of that series, and in fact, his desire to uh, reinvigorate the What If brand. Uh-huh. So. Yes, I did know that. And in fact, I got a chance to get a PDF of that first issue at least two weeks before everybody else. You did. Just so I could talk about it intelligently with him. I will tell you this, too. I didn't get to read it until the day before the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I didn't, I, you know, it's Marvel. They know. Like you, they know. They'll know. They'll know if I share that PDF. I'm not, I'm not risking, you got you to sit on my PC and use it there. And then I deleted it. I shift deleted. And so it was gone forever. <laughs> Just to make sure. Wow. But check out that episode, by the way. It's still timeless. Being, you're being serious with this. Yeah. No, I don't mess around. You know, that was the only, that's the first time Marvel's ever sent me anything. Aw, and you deleted it. I, I, really, I didn't really. Don't tell them. But, uh, <laughs> but it was the first time the Marvel's ever been like, you're, you're, you're at least legitimate enough to get a free PDF. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Marvel was like, wow, I'm, I'm willing to risk $5 on you. Yeah. Which I appreciate. <laughs> so, but check out that episode, by the way, because Ship's a great, uh, despite him he completely torching my tweet joke that Dude, I made. you were wrecked. It was such a terrible joke. You it was, I, You know, it's two o'clock in the morning. I was reading uh, Zadarsky's uh, newsletter, and the whole thing just feeds into one into itself, and he's like, you know, he's funny. Uh, so, the whole thing is like, tailored to be funny, but also informative, uh, and it just goes on and on. So you never, like, you don't know where it stops. You know, where the where the first one ends and the next one begins. So it's just this concentric circle of of, of, of jokes and Zadarsky's just, it just seems like it's the stream of consciousness that's never stopping. Yeah. And I'm like, ah! And so, like, by the, by the, you know, by the third or fourth scroll, I, I was just, like, losing it. So I made this joke on Twitter where I'm like, I know. I, it was just, it was like a stream of consciousness. I was just so inspired by it. I wrote, like, you know, I'm just, this is what Zadarsky's newsletter is like. And it feels like I'm becoming Zadarsky and now I am him. <laughs> and Zadarsky's response was just, yeah, all lowercase. Just so funny. And yeah. that is way funnier than what I did. But that, but it wouldn't have existed without what I did, you see. So it's like a layup. It's like a comedy layup. See, we're a new comedy duo, he and I. <laughs> No, but he set me up for a really. But he, I set him up for a hilarious. Just, uh, it's just, it's so stupid. And he was just like, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it was horribly embarrassing. Um, but yeah, you were destroyed. I was wrecked. Yes. With a K. Yeah. There is still a K in wrecked, but there's only one. There, that's the only hard. With, with a T. 
Yeah. Yeah. The T. Thank you. <laughs> just like now. Yeah. Just like now. Uh, I also read Heroes Are Born, Peter Parker, The Amazing Shutterbug, number one from the Heroes Are Born tie-ins. Only Heroes Are Born tie-in I'll ever read. I did not even bother to check this out because I assume it's just them like being like, what if Peter Parker were like Jimmy Olsen? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, It's written by Mark Bernardin with art by Rafael De La Torre. By the way, if you were like, what? Mark Bernardin? That sounds familiar. That's because he's 50% of Fat Man on Batman. Yeah, I was kind of like that, actually. Yeah, and I was like, Mark Bernardin? Good for you, Mark Bernardin. Uh, If you want to come on the show, Mark Bernardin, you're welcome to. But no, for real. uh, I think you have to stop saying Mark Bernardin. Mark Bernardin? He's not not like the Candyman. Yeah. He's the comics candy man. Say his name five times, he appears. Oh, we're getting a call. It's Mark Bernardin. <laughs> anyway, amazing. Uh, Peter, this is stupid. Who gives a shit? Uh, the, the, it's well written. Okay. And it's funny because mm-hmm. if you read Heroes Born number two, which we will talk about later, uh, there is actually a sequence in this that is one to one, but the the like theme, the tone is one hundred percent different. You know, like, Aaron is like, fuck Peter Parker. He's Jimmy Olsen. Her, her, her. And Bernardin's like, no. You know, like, Hyperion shows up and he's Superman. He's like, you're welcome. I'm here. I'm friggin' Hyperion. Right. And Jason Aaron's like, Peter goes, yeah. And then in this, Peter's like, yeah, what an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really funny. It also caught me. There was a moment, because this is one of these, like, tie-ins, so you could throw this away. But, but, great moment. Because of course he doesn't get he doesn't become Peter Parker right in this reality no because the Avengers well, I mean he's form. Peter Parker yeah yeah he doesn't become Spider Man I'm sorry Spider Man what did I say Peter Parker oh he well he doesn't become the true Peter Parker <laughs> he's like some lame Jimmy Olsen version anyway he uh, because the Avengers weren't formed you see uh, Flash Thompson pushes Peter a little harder than he normally does like it's, uh, it's so it's so flimsy the idea that Spider Man would never become Spider Man if not for the Avengers like so stupid oh. especially because he predates the Avengers by at least two years so anyway. <laughs> Uh, you know, Uncle Ben doesn't die. Okay. And uh, Aunt May goes shopping, and uh, there's like a terrorist attack or something, and she dies. We've seen that before in a what if, where yeah. it was like, and like instead it's like Peter and and his uncle. Yeah. Like, on right, but Peter was supposed to meet her. Oh. So he feels responsible for Aunt May's death. Sure. And so he becomes like an idiot. By the way, Bernardin also throws in a reference to Seward Trainer's daughter. Carolyn, who becomes the Doc Ock of the 90s. Oh. Uh, and she's like a classmate of Peter's for a minute. For okay. like a hot second, I'm like, Carolyn Trainer, I know who that is. Aha! So who is Jonah angry with in this universe? He's got no Spider-Man. <sighs> yeah, is yeah. Is he just like on edge all the time? Yeah, constantly. He's a coiled spring. He doesn't have, he doesn't have an outlet. No, Like that's Spider-Man's true. his outlet. Right. He should have just died of a heart attack. <laughs> in any case, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just, but the best moment was actually Aunt May dying and mm-hmm. Peter like being a, f- and I was like, gotcha. That was awesome. Nice, yeah. nice stuff. The rest of it, who cares? It's just like, and, and by the way, if you're looking for like a little like bubble story, you know, like, oh, look at that. Like, then this is the book for you. If you're looking for like an essential piece of the Heroes Are Born saga, uh, who cares? Okay. Don't bother. Don't That's don't fair. waste your time. Um, But it's cute. And I read it. Um. <laughs> I just thought this was really sweet. Oh, uh, good afternoon to you, too. Tristan's um, parents are celebrating their Aww. 16th anniversary, and nice. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> to your parents. Um, but I yeah. think that's really nice. I think so, too. I agree with you. Jeez. Uh, I think it's nice. Yeah. You better think it's nice, too. I do. Trust me. <laughs> anyway, so Peter Parker, the amazing Shutterbug, whatever. It's fine. Um, I also read Batman Urban Legends. It's also cute. 
Uh, not cute. It's good. Okay. It's just good. I'm not going to bother with the story. It's just, it's pretty good. And it, and it plays with the, like, Bruce-Jason relationship like so many people try to do. Uh, this does a nice job. Okay. You know, it's just... I- I kind of dig the cover, even though I know even it's from Mita. Mita. Yeah, and like honestly, I don't necessarily. I wish, I wish it was a different iteration of Batman, drawn yeah. by a different artist. I just really like the layout. Like, there's just something really cool about like him being highlighted by like the oranges and like no, I red color palette because you know we tend to think of Batman in that blue, dark. like yeah, dark blue. behind him, the whole thing, like brooding rain, whatever. Even though like yellow is a big part of his costume, mm-hmm. I just I'm like this is very striking. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's just. You know, it's not bad for 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 Meta. Yeah, lately that's oh, pretty yeah, good. No, I I think a lot of the heavy lifting is done by Alejandro Sanchez, who Could. is credited as the other person on the cover. We can tell who Klaus Jansen is and what he did. He did the inks, obviously. Obviously, so. I think he was helped out by Klaus. Klaus, yeah, well, Kla- Klaus could go in there and like. Really, Klaus is a yeah he's been around forever he's been around forever and he understands a lot of uh the older artist pencils and so he's able to i think um in my mind's eye yeah. like pick out the parts that make it shine and kind of tone down them. some of the other pieces i completely agree uh there's also a grifter story in here because of course there is because like for whatever reason grifter is super important he makes references to the Wildstorm universe who knows if that's real or not or if that's just for fun uh there's also a sal in this book uh, and I, uh, you know, I think that's really cool. He doesn't look like me, so I doubt it's, you know, it's not like it's no. a reference to me. But like, but hey, now you have like a, is it a good guy? He is thought to be a bad guy, and it turns out like he went straight. Oh, okay. So yay, you know, but, but he was a bad guy. But that, but still, hey, that means that Sal's can change. And that's, that's right. Nice Sal's can change. Sal's are usually portrayed as like that. Sal's can never the, be Batman. Yeah, they're on the bad guy. Sal's side. are always Sal Maroney. Sal, the like garbage man from Futurama. There's just all Sal's are like fat idiots, which most of our commenters wouldn't uh, disagree with. I so just, yeah, I just hit this as hard as I could. I know. So I, I hope know. you all enjoyed that. I can't wait to hear it on the replay uh and uh will am i will i'm golden uh sup guys can't stay long just wanted to say no matter how bad this version of heroes are born is the first is still worst and it's the worst thing marvel ever did uh i think one more day will take uh has a slight lead in that category but I- heroes are born heroes return is kind of fun but and and without it you don't get the thunderbolts so like yeah, but I don't we... see anything cool coming out of Heroes Reborn 2 but yeah. Heroes Reborn 1 at least got gave us yeah but we still had a look at Liefeld's Captain America, which is a hilarious meme now. Great. <sniffs> worth it. Right? No. Yeah, it's worth like dozens of Captain America issues that you like that make your eyes bleed when you look at it. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, uh that's a Heroes Are Born tie in. That's the only one I read, by the way. Okay. Uh, what about you? What are some books that you read this week? Because there's I've got like two more. Oh, I've got I've got uh obviously I have all the X titles. I just want to uh, point out we picked up this Yes, the Festival of Heroes. Um from uh, DC, uh, the Asian Superhero Celebration. It was a 100-page issue. I haven't gotten through all of them, um, but the ones I've read, obviously, I started with, like, Ram V yeah. and, and um, Dustin uh, Nguyen is in here as well. Mm-hmm. Nguyen. Nguyen. Um, and um, honestly, I enjoyed the stories. They're varying lengths. Like, his is a very brief one. Mm. And um, He's got no time. He's just like, I got a friggin' <laughs> I got so many things to write. Well, I mean, like, no, not Ram. Um, Dustin's oh. is like is like a couple pages. Oh, that's too but bad. It, it was really sweet. It's very sweet. Oh, I'm sure it's, it it's, is. It's actually called What's in the Box, and I, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, so I was like, I'm reading the one called What's in the Box. Naturally, and it looks great. Yep, it does. By the way, What's in the Box is Bao. Oh, cool. Or what I think is Bao, possibly some sort of steamed bun of some kind. Sounds good to me. Um, but it covers a whole bunch of of 
uh, a whole slew of uh, heroes from out uh, throughout the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, not only do you get like a lot of great stories told from different perspectives, but also you get a lot of fantastic looking art, not only in the comics, but in like pinups and such. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just such great stuff. Um, and also in the back, which I thought was super great, and I, I honestly loved this, mm-hmm. um, there's just a, a couple of pages of bios for the characters. Mm. And, and so, like, if there's a character maybe you're a little less, like, familiar, familiar with, with, you can get a little bit of info about them. Ooh, it's got that new comic smell. It does. I no, do miss that it, when we're doing digital. I know, it does. And I, and I really, really appreciated that because there certainly were, like, some, like, characters where I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not certain who they are or, like, I'm not certain what iteration this is kind of thing. Right. Um, and this really helped me, like, fill it in. Like, remember that Cheshire Cat character? Vaguely. Yeah, I got, I mean, I'm not reading Catwoman right now, although mm-hmm. you can apparently catch more. Um, that's what Ram V wrote about because I believe he's writing Catwoman right now. Yes. Um, but like Cheshire was the like daughter of Arsenal and Cheshire. What? Yeah, and I was like, that's the, but that's the kind of thing. I was like, oh, it's just a brief little bio in here. Um, and I thought that was like just a nice touch. We've seen a lot of these like kind of like combo books, but yes. there's not always that info in the back. So I was like, that was smart. They're yeah, really, really smart because maybe there's a character in here. You're like, oh, that was kind of interesting. Boy, they should do that with all books. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So honestly, I'm looking forward to going back through this. Like, just some really spectacular looking art. And, yeah, and some great. Story Cassie looks great. Yeah, this is a uh, Tamaki and Marcus Toe combo. That's yeah. a great combo. Yeah, it is a great combo. It's just really enjoy this. Really nice. Again, this is a $10 purchase, though, but you are getting quite a few stories in here. And, like, obviously, you're going to get quite a few um, kind of Bat Family yeah. tied in things as well. So it might be worth it for you to go check it out if you haven't already. There we go. <laughs> nice. Uh, Michael Dancy the second says uh, first time super chat long time fan well thank you very much and thanks for your support Mike thank you want to know if you've ever seen the 90s berserk anime or Baki the grappler if not I would love to send it to you all also Sal have you enjoyed any manga that's not horror I, mean, you've, I don't know if you've ever enjoyed the manga that is horror that I give you <laughs> <laughs> this is true <laughs> I appreciate it. I recognize its goodness. Uh, I think I've seen a little bit of Berserk, and we have the entire collection, thanks to a very, have, very general... A, a, we have, like, two massive... You I know, think it's three. Is there only three? I think... Well, no, no, I'm just saying, I think he, we have three. I, I think um, a right. very generous fan um, gave us, um, like, the big, hard-bound volumes of Berserk. So yes. we were taken care of on that front. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, in terms of manga that you... Uh, have read and enjoyed? Not really. Fair enough. I don't normally read a lot of manga, so no. Like, I, I, can't I was say trying to anything... think of anything I've ever given you in terms of reading, Not and really. it's like only for. Yeah, I will say that I did read the Amigura Fault story probably like several years ago because mm-hmm. it, was on it was on the internet. It was on the internet. Yeah, and I saw that. It scared the shit out of me, and I didn't know you were reading Ito at the time, so yeah, I didn't know about it. Yeah, but like even then, it was like because well, it's just he he gets like he gets in, he gets, gets that horror but... subjective and that like. It takes all different types of horror to get to someone. This is true. Uh, Jam Call X. Doom can body swapping <laughs> like Captain Genu? More like Captain Genu can do it like Doom. It, it, this is, by the way, you, you've seen this individual before. I guarantee it even if you don't know who they are. Yeah, I know who that is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them before. Yes. Usually screaming. Yeah. Uh, well. Just some guy with a mustache. Catch you on the VOD. Love and peace, Marvel. How do we show a character is super powerful? Galactus. Oh boy, here I go dying again. <laughs> yep, that's Marvel for you. Let's yep. kill Galactus. Lol. 
even though it wouldn't work that way. But yeah, I hear you. Um, I also read a giant size, amazing Spider-Man number one from Nick Spencer. If you didn't, you will not understand what's happening in the next Spider-Man book because they used this as a way to finish the story arc, which is so stupid. (laughs) Oh, is this, is this, wait, is it not? Oh, it's a number. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's Is giant it like size, annual? amazing Spider-Man number one. It's like an annual, but they it, don't want to call it's, it. An it's annual. not. Don't call it an annual. Oh, that's gonna make it fun for people. Yeah, collecting the run. Right, but they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about the trade. If you're ever thinking like, man, they don't care about the trade. Look at this. By the way, they also had uh, Bagley doing all the covers, and some of them are like good. Some of them aren't. I like this one. Is Kingpin using magic? He is in the cover, but not in reality. Okay, good. Um, he does later. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, this is also drawn by Roger Antonio with Carlos Gomez and Zay Carlos. Uh, again, if you want the wrap-up to this, you're going to need to read this. Uh, New Avengers team up, uh, the conclusion of Boomerang, um, Spencer doing some house cleaning and resurrecting an old villain. Oh. Uh, so, there's there's some stuff going on in here. It's oh, just, it is giant sized. It's it is giant it, sized. It is quite long. Yeah, and there's a there's a couple of other stories in here. There's like a little tease. They're like, you're not reading Catwoman, but here's or uh, Black Cat, but here's a cat. Here's a Black Cat story for you. It's like three pages. Uh, the art is questionable, but uh, you know, I'm sure the series is good. In in the Festival of Heroes book, in the Ram V Catwoman story, yeah. uh, Sheshire Cat like bursts in because obviously she's training with Selena to like stop some criminals from doing their thing. Mm-hmm. They initially think it's Catwoman, and one of them calls her Cat Lady. <laughs> And like, <laughs> that's, that's a different connotation. Yeah, the guy next to him is like, it's woman, it's cat woman. It's like cat lady. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing cats no, at No, come him. see my cats. Yeah. <laughs> they all have very distinct names. <laughs> uh, maybe when you said that, that's great. think about it. Oh. Uh, Therio, God of Rage, can't spare much right now, but hope you're doing well. Rage on, friends, you too, Thank Therio. You Thank so you so much. much. Also, I read The Legends of the Dark Knight number seven. Okay. This one is the beginning of a new arc. Yeah, how is uh, it? It is way better than the last one. Who's it written by? Uh, this one is actually written by Stephanie Phillips. Oh. With art by Max Dunbar. Why do I know Stephanie Phillips? Uh, because she's done stuff that you've read before. I guess so. It's a digital first series, but I noticed that I think this week, Legends of the Dark Knight number one from, uh, Dr- is it Nick Dragota? Uh, is going to be on newsstands. So you can pick up that series I told you is not very good. Oh. You can have to check it out. Oops. But this is pretty good. Introduce a new villain, but like, kinda. Uh, it's a penguin story, and I'm guessing it'll be six issues. Uh, again, it's just like classic true to form, you know, made for the trade kind of Batman story. Uh, I I enjoyed it, and if you are if you're jonesing for classic Batman, you can't miss this one because it's like a lot of fun. I really dig that cover. It's fun, yeah. It's embracing the format because it's like, hey, yeah, you know, it's gonna be wider. Um, also, uh, you know, Alfred's alive and stuff. Ooh. Yeah, no, it's a classic Batman Yeah, story. no, I'm just like, but ooh. Yeah, it's not stupid. What? Uh, <laughs> like it is now. But yeah, so I recommend that too. Okay. Um, I also picked up Star Wars, but I didn't read it yet. Okay. I also didn't read Joker because I'm an idiot. Oh, I did. Nice. Where do you want to go next then? I got like three different X titles to get yeah, through. Yeah, do here. do the X-Men. Uh, X-Factor came out, written by, uh, Leah Williams with art by... Zooming in, uh, David Baldinian. Oh. Uh, this is wrapping up the, like, siren story with the Morrigan. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to wrap that up. The important thing to take away from this is, at the end of this, it does say that the last issue of X-Factor will be at the Hellfire Gala. I know people were saying it was canceled. That, to me, says, like, we're done with this. Yep. 
right now. Mm -hmm. I believe Leah Williams is going on to another X title anyway. Makes sense. So, I, I whether it's canceled or not is still remains to be seen. Probably yeah. on hiatus. Maybe they're like moving it out of the way because they are launching at least two other X Men books afterwards. Yeah, it also like kind of like sums up some of the stuff from like the Mojo Verse as well. Yay, you love that place. Oh yeah, um, he's in it for like a hot second. It's um everything I'd ever wanted to mm -hmm. see naturally. Um, but like. Essentially, like freeing Mojo Verse from Mojo's grip, they're gonna like leave one of the mutants in charge. Like, like why? I, I didn't know why. <laughs> he looks like uh, the the worst version of the Grinch I've ever seen. I just I hate it. Yeah, he's he's fat Grinch. Um, I will say like for me, like I love the Morgan stuff, of course, because you know it makes me think of like um. Wicked and Divine. My ah. brain was like, Once and Divine. I'll just take Once and Future, combine it with that book. It's just it's fine. Gillen's like me too. <laughs> He's like, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so I dig all of that stuff. There's some really great visuals in terms of like Siren and the Morrigan, Shatterstar is involved. Oh, great. Um, quite a bit. Um, we get some like interesting like you know old timey storytelling stuff. Cool. And like we're gonna find out like what went into Shatterstar at the end of this. Like what part of like the Morrigan's like essence went into him that will be revealed at the Hellfire Gala. Mm. Like oh oh crap. Um. In this, Dazzler is in this, and so like With her dazzle, dazzle. Powers. No, she goes to Mojo versus like part of like the um, plan. Like so, she's doing like a concert or what have you. Okay. Um, and unless I guess she, I'm not sure if they're in Mojo verse or not, but like this is one of those things where like for me, if it's not, if she's not in the Mojo verse, it totally works with the Children of the Atom because remember they were going to a Dazzler concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if not, then. Then the, I mean, like, who, look, like the X Men books are kind of fluid right now in terms of like what certain characters are doing, but they tend to when. reference each other a little bit here and there. But again, because of Children of the Atoms, like time frame and his original time frame versus what it ended up having, yeah, it always makes me question, you know, if their book will actually cross over with anything that's truly happening, right? If their book is like relevant. Yeah, and I don't mean like relevant because like every book no, I'm can, talking about yeah it no I know but like I want to put it out there that like every book can be relevant because it's telling a story it matters to you yeah, yeah and that story is you know an individual's like telling of this tale and like that makes it relevant. However, if you're thinking about in terms of like the grand storytelling that is going on within the X Men heading towards the Hellfire Gala, meaning that like some big change is meant to happen, and mm -hmm. we obviously know a little bit of what happens at the end of the Hellfire Gala, it's just how do we get there? You know, it's like well, why would I get that necessarily? Right. But we're talking about X Factor. Um, so that's, we can feel this wrapping up right now. Yeah. Um, and then we'll just see what happens. We'll see what happens afterwards. We'll see if this, this title returns or if they're going to put this one on hiatus for the time being as like some newer titles are coming in. Yeah. I'd love to see the numbers. I want to know what X books are selling the best versus, uh, you know, not. I yeah. mean, we know, we know Fallen Angels did not sell well just no. based on how quickly it was canceled. Well, yeah. And I do think that, that one actually did. It, it was a mini. It was, well, it became one. I think it was original. Was, it, was, was I, it always billed as one? I thought it was. I, I never heard one way or the other. I, I don't know why. Like, I went into that thinking it was. Marvel's, and then, like, they spun her out anyway right into Hellions. Yes. Marvel's, um, Marvel's like, monthly plan is always is usually make it an ongoing until it isn't, and then say it was always a mini. Right, right. Maybe, like, that's what it is. Maybe I'm, like, tricking my brain into thinking yeah. that. Well, it certainly became a mini, so, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't begrudge you that expectation. <laughs> Um, speaking of X-Men, um, Children the Atom number three came out this re week as well, uh, written by Vita Ayala with art by Paco Medina. Oh, this I know time. Paco Medina. Um, uh, Bernard Chang is, was off for this. I'm not yes. sure if he's off. Uh, forever or not? Or not. I know he was 
working on this. Yes. Because he has not only a pinup in here, but there's also like a small story that he illustrated as well. Not yeah. small. There's a there's a story in here that he illustrated. Right. How'd it go? Um, it, it looks great. <laughs> no, it like legitimately does look great. Like it's super fun and like oh, sprawling and like it's just, it's just fun. Oh yeah, that is fun. Yeah. But um, so I don't know if that was like a need a break to do that or mm-hmm. like I'm just I'm gonna transition off of this book for now. Yeah. But Paco Medina, good artist as well. Yeah. Um, at least that's what I had read. Yes. So I don't know. Issue three, I was like, all right, so obviously I've read issue one and two and I, and I've questioned the entire time, like, what are we doing with this? Like both issues ended very similarly. They try to go through the gate. They can't get through it. Right. Um, so I was like, what, what are we doing here? It feels like we're kind of spinning our wheels while we're establishing these like young heroes, um, dealing with um human society yes and like the questioning of like why they can't go there i'm trying to hide it also simultaneously from mutant kind mm-hmm. um issue three felt like what issue two should have been and hooked me way more by the end oh i was like oh i feel like you may have wanted to lead with this like the <laughs> idea of them not being able to get the island oh that was cool and creepy and like what what's going on but like there was just so much more development and like seemingly pointing out like our main protagonist a little bit more so like really keying in like it's a team book but like we're gonna focus on this individual for right now and like something's going on what's going on like in the last issue we did introduce like a a a former student friend of theirs who's back in the picture and like oh what's going on with him he was really sick and now he's not and like is it okay and like so we meet like some potential antagonist for the children of the atom yeah and we also like unveil that like at one point these guys went into space and like we get like little like snippets of how that all went down and how they kind of almost died but then everything turned out totally fine. Oh. Um and and one of our main characters like who had not been feeling so well ends up almost seemingly like going through like a change. Mm. Which I thought was interesting because in it they talk about the fact that like you know maybe their friend like this person who came back um is a mutant. Like maybe we should find that out because it's like oh he was sick and like a lot of times like humans or people get or like their x gene activates they seemingly are sick and then not right um and they're like maybe that's what it was but then she gets sick instead and i'm like wait are we doing a thing here where maybe she's actually activating her mutant ability and right. it wasn't the other thing that she i don't know i don't know what they're what they're driving at here um but there's like you know some like science going on there's like a potential organization that like seemingly is goodwilled but obviously not like there's some sort of sinister element to it here but this issue hooked me way more than nice. the others did and i and i don't know why i don't know if it's just because like the hook was different this time as right. opposed to like we can't get through the gate i'm like i know you can't get through the gate <laughs> i got that right also another more high profile character couldn't get through the gate like we've seen that before yeah um so this time around though i'm like all right issue four I'm on board. Um, let, let me check it out. So if you were kind of like on the fence with issue two, maybe check out issue three and that should be your tipping point. Yeah. I think that like if, if issue three, issue three seems to be kind of more where this is going where they're like, yeah, they mentioned the whole, they can't get through the gate. Cause they're also thinking part of them was like, well, if their new, like their friend actually is a mutant, maybe he can get them through the gate. Right. Um, so they're dealing with that, but this other element, I was like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is happening? Right. Uh, Jack O'Connell. I still don't understand why Marvel hates Peter Parker. That he is their most popular character, but they treat him with no respect. I mean, like that's a really like you know, I, I it's like them saying that like they they hate Matt Murdock. You know, like uh, I think Bendis is the one. I don't remember if it was or not, but so I'll just attribute it to Bendis and be wrong later. But like uh, it said, you know, 
you're not here. You're not reading these comics to watch these characters have a good time. Uh, conflict is the essence of the story, and you know you would you would you would drop the book if it was just like Matt Murdock has a great day and eats a ham sandwich. Like no one would be interested in that. And Peter Parker, like the the fact that they that they constantly show you him, and the fact that he doesn't die at the end of every story means that they do care about him. They care about him so much they're trying to get him to be more interesting and have his adventures hook you to buy his books. I would read a single issue written by Chip Zdarsky about Matt Murdock making a ham sandwich and enjoying it. And just it. enjoying it? Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> just one issue. Right. That'd be, don't I'll, push it. As long as it's drawn by Chichetto, I don't care. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think they hate him. I think it's more just like they, they, don't, they don't feel precious like you do. And that's like the, the difference between like them and fans. Fans want... The characters they imprint upon and want like to see succeed succeed. I think it's why people love Bren or uh, Big Time, but hate everything else. Mm. You know, and it's because like finally Peter Parker is succeeding, and I think a lot of people do also identify with Peter Parker. So for them, they're like Peter Parker succeeding means I'm succeeding. Right. And so like that's why it feels that way. Uh, Victor Vendetta, hello, goodbye, so long. Thank you very much for hanging out with us, Victor. You uh, say hello. And I'll I say, you, say you say goodbye, and I say hello. There we go. Yeah. I did it backwards. That way we weren't copyright stricken. Yeah, no, exactly. But then we That's fixed parody. it. So. Yeah. Uh, Everett Johnson, hey, Soundtivity, got to say I was blown away when I finally learned of your channel. Well, thank you, Everett. Uh, and thank you for your support, by the well, way. Thank you, thank you. Uh, great quality, and thanks for your input. I open myself up to indie <gasps> books I'd never give the time of day to. Thank you. Yay! I want to get back more into indie books um, and having some recommends here and there. Um, but with the incre increasing amount of X books and the book that I'm working towards getting to for back issues, I've kind of run out of time. <gasps> yeah. Um, but you'll get back. I will get back. There's so much. We'll be back. Yeah. And the thing is, like, there's only a couple standouts anyway. Well, but, but it's always good to, like, investigate and check them out. You should always find. investigate. Yeah. Like, yes. we haven't read Geiger at all. No. And I hear it's good. I couldn't get a copy of issue one because it was, like, sold out immediately. I will say, I, I definitely, um, I, I, when we saw that yeah. for the first time, like, I was like, oh, cool. I, I don't have time for it. I thought it was a different Geiger. Um, oh, HR? Yeah. Mm. So I was like, oh, I mean, I get it. It's a, it's, it's like a counter. Yeah, <laughs> a Geiger counter. <laughs> not a uh, weird, creepy alien, um, you know, phallic imagery. Yeah. Uh, Brian the Baller, what a, what makes a good cover? I, yeah. I think it, I think that's a completely subjective subjective. Point. Um, I think there's a math to it though. There is, oh, well, there's always a math. I mean, like you can go by the golden ratio and like lay a cover out like flawlessly through, through utilizing that tool if you wanted to. Um, I, I think there's something to be said about, um, taking an artist using their strengths and trying to match the tone of the book because there's something about a, a cover that like captures the either the essence of the story or the essence of a character and may not even have to be in like a truly straightforward manner it doesn't have to be superman like doing this no. although that could be a great cover there are ways in which you can like show who a character is without something so on the nose yeah there, jorge jimenez did a cover for superman speaking of the using that alan analogy uh, and he's very proud of it, and he should be. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've seen him post about it a lot, where he's like, I, 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 either they told him or he wanted to challenge himself, but he was doing a Superman cover with no Superman on it. And so he did an image from his perspective yeah. of the crowd looking up and his shadow is cast over yeah. them. Uh, and that is, but like Superman is 
all over that cover, mm-hmm. you know? that. So for me, it's like, it's being imaginative, but also really like leaning into your strengths. Like a great cover artist is not necessarily a great inter- interior artist. Oh, no. It, that very rarely ever, I mean, that, that can cross over, but like a good cover artist, I mean, they'll often be like, I don't do interiors. Right. Because like drawing the same character over and over again is not what their strength is, and they don't necessarily understand the layout of a panel and what makes those successful. Exactly. Um, Because with the panel layout, you're really trying to like lead the eye. Now, you are trying to lead the eye, of course, with a cover, because it's like you kind of want to keep someone within the cover without leading them out. Because yes. Because you want to keep them there. Exactly. Like YouTube video. Yeah, like in a constant <laughs> loop. You're never leaving. Um. In terms of like art style, that's totally up to you what works for oh, you. Sure. Like sometimes I like, you know, super illustrative. Sometimes I like hyper detailed. Sometimes I like something that's very, very like minimal. Yeah. Almost. Um, I think it's also important for the cover artist and slash graphic designer to make a decision about whether or not the typography is going to be the important bit or the art's going to be the important bit. Yeah. Um, one should lead over the other slightly, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. That's so fair. you got to make a choice there. Like uh, X-Core, for example, yeah. has a really strong cover. It's a cool cover. It's a cool cover. Uh, I, I've heard some really divisive things about this book. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> okay. Okay, let's talk about X-Core. Did you read it? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is written by uh, Teeny Howard with art by Alberto... Foche? 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 So, this is a book... Oh, uh, no. <laughs> This is a book that I have to ask myself, like, who... Is it for? Who thought that this was, like, this is an element of the X-Men we're missing right now. I'm not saying it's good or bad by saying that, by the way. I'm literally just questioning... Where it came from. Where it came from. Because, obviously, there's an element to the X-Men since the, like birth of Krakoa since the dawn of X since the house of X where it's like they have these flowers they're creating pharmaceuticals with it and they're distributing into the world now we know part of that is going through the black market through um the uh, hellfire club yeah there's also Xavier's like many different holdings and corporations exactly and so X Corp is kind of one of those X Corp is a company that will be launched although by the end of this it technically is launched into the public eye um which is going to be a pharmaceutical rep for them essentially like he bought a whole bunch of pharmaceutical companies and like utilize those yeah. um facilities and, and such in order to get these out but now x corp's going to be in charge of that okay um run by uh monet and um warren Ain- worthington the yeah, third exactly i remember that was a really like fun moment for him when he was like why haven't you thought of anything for me and he's like aha I have a very important job for you, Warren. Yeah. It's leaving you out of pretty much every book. What? No, except for he, this one. That's not true. He was part of uh, Tennis Hordes very briefly. That's for like one. Yeah, no, he's in them, but he, he isn't doing he, anything in he them. He went with Apocalypse. Yes. When they went through the external. Yeah, games. and then what? To what end? Well, then they had to come back because they got their asses kicked. Right, okay. So he was, yeah. <laughs> Did he carry Apocalypse? Like, was he a car or something? Well, or... he helped. Uh-huh. Everybody helped. Apocalypse is a big guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he hasn't done anything since the last time we saw him do that. But anyway, so yeah, well, all right. That's what this is. Like oh. They're built like, okay, so it's like they're going to launch this company. There's like one of the guys that Xavier bought pharmaceutical company from is like, I want more money because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn like all of this information I have over about you guys building or growing things in the savage land over to like the United Nations because they're going to be like, that's not a good idea. You, what are you, what are you doing to the indigenous people of 
But what do you like, care? The savage you, like, like Kazar? Well, because he want? wants more money. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not happy with the price anymore. I want more. Uh-huh. You know, I haven't seen anyone in any non-X book use these things. What, Literally these, no these other Marvel book I know. has taken this thing that Xavier's making trillions of dollars off of. Right. Well, the humans are doing it, but the regular right. people. Yeah. Well, I hope they're enjoying it because literally no one is showing that. <laughs> Just, well, it, it, it is such a little effect on the Marvel Universe. They rebooted the Marvel Universe and like the X-Men are in space or whatever. Who cares? Well. <laughs> or at least some of them are. Some of them are, but not all of them. No. Um, Please. So, yes. So, um, so he's dealing with that. Monet goes to the Savage Land facility, not knowing that it's going to be such a key component mm. because she's okay. This is where I get why this is divisive because it's like what I'm about to say is the least super heroic thing <laughs> I could think of in a book about people wearing spandex who have wings and crazy powers. Yeah, she is building her board of trustees. Oh. Are they are they mutants? Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're another team. Con- but yes. it's a board of trustees. Yep. Do, you, you Do want- they know anything about business? Well, she's getting J- Jamie uh, Madrox. Madrox. Okay. Uh, because he's running the facility. All Is the he zone. the board of trustees? No, he's gonna be one of the members. Trinary is gonna be another one. Okay. Um, they need like. Uh, Essentially, Professor X suggests five. He's all about that number right now. Yeah, well, you know. It, look, or it's, ten. It's, it's been good for him. That's true. Five has been good to him. Um, so that's that's it. That's what they're doing. Oh. And then, like, Monet, like, freaks out because, like, Trinary finds that, like, there's, like, some sort of malware that's been trying desperately to get into the, like, X-Corp's computer mainframe because what it's doing is it's, like, it's going to attack their system until it gets X amount of dollars. So clearly it's this guy who's doing it. And then that guy Uh decides that like as part of his plan, he's like, you're going to give me the money. And they're like, yeah, or what? And then he's like, well, actually I'm going to, you know, attack the Savage Land facility. Uh He's like, I already did. I blew it up. Oh no. All the Madrox clones die. And like when he's like, who cares? Right. And he's like, Jimmy's like, they're not, like disposable yeah Yeah, they know they have experiences well he's really upset about that too he's like i haven't absorbed them in like a week and so they have a week's worth of knowledge and that's indispensable in terms of like our research right so i should go out there and get them well no they're dead well does he know that yeah and he's mad at her she's like but they're just who cares right they're assets yeah okay and i'm like that's very monet that's very her she's thinking about business she isn't like right and that's that's what this book's all about that is what this book is all about they also have like a big floating base island thing that is x-corp itself okay and so like because the building because the the facility at the savage land exploded like this guy's like they're going to be focused on that now and like so now you're not gonna be able to get away with like doing whatever you want because now you've had a a disaster right you gotta account for that yeah yeah so like it's gonna be like oh it was a bad idea to have this i guess you should just give me my money and it sounds really boring I don't th- it wasn't but like sounds like if, another mini series from x-men if you did listen if you're not like kind of in like to, into business into business or like the more you know techie pharmaceutically parts about the fugitive <laughs> oh like if you were if you were really enthralled by devlin mcgregor and how they got <laughs> provasic through yeah. and less intrigued in john in uh what's it called Richard Kimball's like human experience of being on the run. Yeah, then you know. 
then this is the book for you. This is the five issue miniseries for you. So I mean, like, <laughs> and like the the book opens with with Monet a big bombastic Warren, thing, like doing like a um, intro video, like a welcome video, like oh, oh. check it out. This oh, you picked what, up an X Men book. Well, this is what X Corp does. Mm-hmm. It bores the shit out of you. Well, they're doing it more to like launch the company yes. because they've got like like this is this is the ten step plan of how we're gonna launch this company. Oh, ten steps. Yeah. No, it wasn't ten. I'm just I'm, oh. I pulled that number because obviously because X's yeah for reasons. Um and um Monet's like we should just launch. So then what she has the excuse or like the like the availability to do that by driving the X Corp floating island building to save Warren. Like, oh, reveals X-Corp's a thing. Oh. And so it, like, overshadows anything that happened in the Savage Land. Okay. Because the news is like, hey. Hey, floating place. Like cool. A, yeah, like a helicarrier. I, cool. I'm not sure. Like, who this is for. Who this is for and how this will all fit in. Right. Teeny Howard, right? Yeah. She wrote Excalibur. Yeah. Which set up Ten of Swords and was integral. Right. Now, it could be that, like, it's not, and that's, like, you know, trying to like smoke and mirror us because it could be that Hickman's like, no, someone else is going to take a turn for something that's really super important. And I can't remember if it was, there's an X Factor or an X Force book that's coming out that's going to be vital to understanding an element of the Hellfire Gala. Okay. Um, And I, I think it's actually coming out during the Hellfire Gala, so it's like you probably won't miss it, but it'll be vital to understanding kind of what happens at the end of it and the thing about Magneto. Right. So I'm like, maybe this isn't quite as integral or integral as how that. its last book oh, was. And that like, it's just kind of like, this is like, Hey, let's explore this. Yeah. So I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm going to continue to read it because I'm basically reading all of the X books, but like I was reading this and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm enjoying it in terms of like, I, I don't mind the world building, but like, I also am surprised that but I also spent like $5 on it. There was that element. That was a kind of a big element for mm-hmm. me there. Yeah, um, like this should be like a free thing that comes with like if you buy three X books, you get X Corp for free. Maybe I I don't know. Um, it's like getting a map with a game. And and I gotta <laughs> tell you, the art was like frustrating because I both enjoyed it and didn't enjoy it. Uh, like there were moments that I was like, oh, this is really cool looking, and then there were moments where I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. It was. It's a. It's a. Maybe it, the artist is also equally frustrated. They're like, are they gonna punch, punch someone? Somebody? I don't know. It was a. It. This is a sort of frustrating book and mm-hmm. like it's the first time i mean like listen i didn't really enjoy fallen angels i know a lot of people didn't we brought that up yeah, a lot. That, was, that was their first but thing. No, we're not i'm not trying to like you know beat the dead horse there and no. like i'm not a huge x factor fan either honestly um this is the first book that i'm like oh no right and i don't know why mm-hmm. i don't know i if think maybe because it might be like it building feels, towards the birds too far well right? that's what it feels like it feels like it's like oh you thought I, people just wanted to read all about, about this. pharmaceuticals i mean who knows? This could be one of those things where it's like, oh no, this became required reading. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, Alex Cash just wanted to say the new microphone sounds fantastic and it makes all the difference consuming the show audio only. Hooray. Good. That was, that was um, kind of what we were going for. to do. Yeah. And, um, Cause we made some, some major 
shifts in yeah. the comic pop empire. We did, and and Sal was very trusting of me buying a whole bunch of stuff. You did, yeah. I got to. I mean, I'm writing it off I for know. the next year. But like, by the way, write off doesn't mean you get to keep the money. It's no, not it's, like it's free. It's just that I don't have to pay taxes on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like, the you know that's not the full price. No, but uh, but I, you know, I'm I'm just like thank you for yeah. You've been, you've been spearheading a lot of uh, major components of comic pop 3.0 or whatever period Thanks. we're on, but uh, you know. Like Comic Pop Returns, the microphones, the yeah, audio yeah. show. I was like, may, I was like, let's make odd off the rack a separate audio only show mm-hmm. from Elseworlds. You can get Elseworlds on Spotify. You can get Off the Rack on Spotify. Yep. You also were integral into the uh, the, the branding. Thanks. I'm very pleased with the branding, the Thanks. color scheme. I think that should be our color scheme, by the way. Okay. Orange and blue. I think that's Comic Pop's colors now. Nice. Uh, Sadothani back uh, hey. from from wherever. Thanks for being here, man. Welcome back to the show. It's always been a six issue mini for Hellions. No, or for, for Fallen, Fallen Angels. Angels, which is what I thought. I, I thought originally when it came out, I just I don't know if they made it super obvious on the label. I didn't. But see like it. I remembered it being like it was going to be a mini. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danielle, some scratch in support of indies. Also, uh-huh. watch Tiffany play video games every <laughs> Tuesdays and Wednesdays over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash comic pop. I like that you had to write the slash because I know exactly what happened there. Well, thank you, Danielle. Yeah. Thank you. We're doing that tomorrow. I don't know it's what true. we're doing. Yeah, make sure to watch those streams because they may be uh, important in the next arm of comic pop. Who right. knows? And, and, and who knows? Tomorrow I might just be reading a book silently to myself. <laughs> I got to catch up on a couple of things. <laughs> I'm not doing that. No. I won't do that to you. Yeah. Uh, Brian T. Baller, wow, thanks for educating me. I didn't know there were artists who specialize in covers. Yeah, um, you can, there's an artist who does a lot of, I think she's done both sides, but I know she does uh, oftentimes a lot of DC covers, and it was Jenny Frison or Frizon. I've heard, I've always said Frizen, but yeah, so I'm um, I love her art, but like you see her do a lot of just covers. Right, that's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I forgot, like because of they, they brought it up, Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow number two came yeah. out from pascal ferry and of course chip zadarsky uh this continues the on the, the, the saga of what if peter parker had kept the alien costume what if that happened what if that happened he'd become venom uh and he'd have a crazier outfit because it wouldn't be inspired by like whatever the hell <laughs> that eddie was inspired by yeah um, neat look uh of course it's set in the 80s it's like during that period when mm-hmm. he would have gotten rid of it but instead kept it uh so obviously you know Chip's like trying to balance this line of like, is it a Clintar? Is it a null thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, no one would know. How, like, what would well, you know? He's trying to think of it in in a vacuum, but also yeah, focus that's... on like what retcons have affected the character. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this is a great series, and uh, it's haunting. It's frustrating. It's crazy. If you've ever wanted to see Spider Man just like lose it and kill people, this is the series for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so check that out, and you know, it, but like, it makes sense. And, uh, you know, Jameson, of course, is like... You get to see Craven be... Yeah, it's weird because Craven should abs... Oh, no, wait. Chip got me because I was like, Craven, he's dead. And then I'm like, wait, no, he's not. Craven's last hunt is 87. The symbiote's 84. Uh You got me, Chip. Yeah. Bastard. Yep. So, yes. Uh, So, that's kind of cool. So, Mm -hmm. I I feel like Craven's going to get his again. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like, it's very self-indulgent in terms of like, watch Peter Parker lose his fucking shit and kill people. But like, you know, it's what if, so I don't care. I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. But talk about like this. I read this book too. Yeah. Um, Oh, this book, um, 
I know I, I gave it some some tough marks last time on the art, and like there were moments in this where I definitely didn't um, care for it. Yeah, like the statue. Yeah, I was like, "What is that? Is that real? Is it a statue? Why is it there? What what is the story?" The reason that? I could tell it was a statue is I think it was like weird eyes. gem eyes. I was like, "What is this?" But then you get panel. I I, I, yeah. I don't understand. I, I will say, undisputedly, the art on the cover is extraordinary. No, it is. It is. But that's like, Phil Noto. But, but the interiors are like frustrating, frustrating because I'm like I go from like one page I'm like oh to like wait oh, what yeah yeah uh, when he dispatches Kingpin it looks great you know uh. like there's a lot of cool stuff in here that like looks great mm-hmm. and you're right like it's kind of weird it's a little weird it's a lot of times the color yeah and we talked about that before and that's the and issue it's the biggest issue I, think. I just don't get it yeah uh, but yeah I still recommend it check it out nice um, also I read Batman the detective number two from mm-hmm. uh, Tom Taylor and Andy Kubert Oh, I forgot about this Yeah. Book. I didn't read it. No, you weren't a fan of the first one. I wasn't one, a fan so. of the first one. So. I was a fan of the first one, and I'm still a fan of this one. Okay. I like it a lot. Uh, it brings up Henry Duckard uh, or Ducard. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it widens the mystery, and, uh, you know, you get to see. I had shades of Bond because it's like it's in England. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where Bruce Wayne's on a train, and he fights a guy on oh. a train. And I'm like, hey! <laughs> Does he have some sort of mechanical arm or some sort of mechanical jaws? No, or? no, no, no. But uh, but the art's spectacular, and the story is like, eh. like it's funny because this is the first book I've read in a while where I thought like a writer, and it could be because we were writing something recently. But like, mm-hmm. I was like, I think Taylor's setting something up here. Like he's deliberately showing us characters and making us think of things and. I see where you're going with this, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. But okay. it's fun. It's just it's a good looking book, uh, and it's just it's just cool, you know. Yeah, it's just a cool book, and it's harmless. Does nothing. It, you know, it's in the continuity. It's not in continuity. It doesn't matter. Nobody, right. Nobody's complaining. Right. It's almost like it's its own Legends of the Dark Knight. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, a high a higher profile Legends of the Dark Knight, yeah. if you will. But uh, excellent book. Read it if you uh, are looking for a respite on Batman. Uh, you know, for more Batman. <laughs> if you don't want that Batman, you should try this other Batman. Damn right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I got Wonder Woman. Oh, great. Uh, I, yeah. Written by Becky Cloonan and uh, Michael Conrad. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, with art by uh, Travis Moore. It's, it, it's, it's just, it's just so good, people. It's just, it's just so much fun. Yeah. Um, Everyone's enjoying this Wonder Woman, I think. Let, let me tell you something right now. It, it is so rare that like you get to like not only enjoy a story and like the art for the story but like some of the lines and like you read something that you've never read before mm-hmm. like you should we read things all the time that we've never read before but like something that just strikes you yeah it strikes you there's a moment like remember last time um uh Ratatasker yeah tricked um Nidog into consuming Wonder Woman in the egg that yeah. he wanted mm-hmm. and said that she had died she's in the egg so she can get the key that's the Valkyries uh to the Valkyrie Hall yeah it's hidden within him um, so she like busts out and is inside of him and like is talking to him while she's in there. Mm-hmm. And there's like dead bodies in there and it's like green and all that. And then like he mentioned something about how like, you know, he's going to essentially release gases into his tummy that would like consume her. Right. Naturally. And yeah. she doubles over. And then we get this line that just says, your precious Valkyries won't dare venture into this, into my lair. So in my cathedral of flesh, you shall remain <laughs> withering and fading. And I was just like, that's awesome. That's it's a like, solid I got lane. to read the line in, in the cathedral of flesh. I was like, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Tell me more. This, please go on. Yeah. That's great. 
Uh, needless to say, she ends up uh, getting the key thanks to her mysterious uh, companion who she'll see as she's like dying or passing through in order mm. to save her. Like some shadowy figure will will show up and like give her a hard time about like not staying in um in in Asgard and like leaving. Yes. Or Valhalla. Valhalla. Yeah. Um and like getting out of there and like got to get back. Yep. Gives her the key. Snake ends up heaving. Mm-hmm. She comes out with it. She leaves with the key. He's like, "Damn it, you suck. You were <laughs> right." Miranda Tasker's like, "Technically, I didn't say what was in the egg. Right? You didn't tell me what I could put in the egg. You just asked for the egg. Yeah, that's kind of your fault. Right? Um, <laughs> uh, needless to say, Siegfried's like, "Just let it go. You're not gonna be able to save me. I'm, I'm, I'm a ghost. Don't, don't risk yourself over me." Mm-hmm. She runs into Thor. Odin shows back up. A big rock kills Odin. Because oh. Odin gives Thor a really hard time. He's like, seriously, look around you. You know something's going on. You're not even trying to stop it. Right. Oh, you got magic weapons? That's how far down you've stooped? You need, like, mad. You didn't even check them out. They're cursed. You mm. idiot. And then he gets hit with a rock. <laughs> and then they all fight as she's fighting. Like, um, Odin calls her Wonder Woman before he dies. Mm. And, like, that name, like... Gives her pause. Gives her pause and lets her fly. If you're not paying attention to this book, yeah, she, she, doesn't remember. she doesn't remember who she is. And let, allows her to take flight. Oh, that's cool. And Thor's like, well, you can fly. And she's like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> it's got like a fire in her belly, right? And they fight like the sea king who's like riding on a crab. And she's like, as we fight him, the name Arthur repeats over and over and over again in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. Um, It's funny. This, this book puts into continuity, at least for me, that like whoever this Arthur guy is was like super handsome and he was almost so handsome that like it almost made you forget that he smelled like a tide pool. And I was like, yeah, Aquaman does smell bad. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> Classic. No way he did it. But we finally get our revealed as to who the mysterious individual is. And like, by the way, by the second time you see him in this book, this mysterious figure, you've, you've already started piecing it together, I bet. Right. As to who it is based on the tone and the words that were used and selected by the individual it's dead man yay what (laughs) (laughs) uh boston shows up and he's like i was tasked with watching you and like trying to like guide you but like it all got wonky and messed up but anyway i'm not supposed to i'm not supposed to step in i'm not supposed to literally be here and tell you what to do but i'm doing this and i'm bringing you back and like you have to go to olympus it's a shit show She's like, but I, I gave them my word. that. But I I'm doing a cool them. thing here. Nobody wants like, this to end. He's like, you can't stop Ragnarok. She's like, I may not be able to stop it, but I could like prevent it for a bit. Right. And so like, that's what I'm going to do. And he's like, all, all right. right. Fine. All, all right. Well, I'm going to jump into you and then I'm going to take you home. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he he leaves. And then uh, Wonder Woman wanders off in, with uh, Ratatasker as like they're on the way that uh, Siegfried told them to go after like he sacrifices himself, which makes her all pissed off. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm doing this for you, man. What right. the hell? Um, but also because I made a, a, a you know bond with the squirrel here, so I got to do that. Right. When she runs into like an evil iteration of herself. Oh, no. Who's like, the idea is that's like, look, this is what happens. Like, you know, you're dead. And like, if, if you embrace it, you become like this like God being here right. of like war and death. <laughs> oh. Isn't that cool? And it is pretty dope looking. Like, she's just a, a fun design. In fact, initially, I thought her cape was made out of her own hair, and it's not. It's just it's just a hair. It and looks like feathers or something. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but, like, I literally was like, whoa, hair cape. That would have been pretty cool. No, nah, it's just cape and hair. That's fine. Yeah. Nah, I mean, hair cape's way creepier and worse, um, at least to me. Yeah. But uh, inevitably, like, the evil 
or like the you know, God War Death version of um, Evil Diana. Yeah, yeah, is like check out all the people you killed here. The Draugr, which we've seen if you've played God of War, you've run into Draugr before. Um, and she's like, I thought the Valkyrie came there. She's like, Nah, nah, you just killed them. <laughs> anyway, she like they fight for a second, and like inevitably, she knocks Doctor Psycho out of her. Oh, Psycho's like. You suck. Damn it. Yeah, basically. They're just like, you, you, all right. Don't, like, don't, if you stick to this path, you're going to screw up everything. Right. So she's like, well, then naturally I'm going to stick to the path. Right. Because I hate him. Yeah. Stick to the path. They come across a ferryman. Mm-hmm. The ferryman will ferry them across this body of water to where the Valkyrie are, and the ferryman turns out to be Odin. Mm-hmm. He's like, I always come back, and, and sometimes I'm a ferryman, so here I am. Sure. Hey, what's up? And so off they go. Onto the next leg of their journey. It's just, it's just so much fun. She's yeah. literally it's a cool on. Odyssey for what Diana? It is. It is a great Odyssey. Um, and it's, it's so funny to speak so highly of a Wonder Woman book that like literally has taken her, put her into a completely different mythology, and like it just seems to capture the essence of Wonder Woman, even though she has no memories. Like we're doing that like trope where it's like, oh, she has no memories. Oh, how do we get it back? At least there's like a solid reason for it. But like she's a warrior in a warrior's land, conquering death and like coming back and like having that like honor and you know, not only to her people, like the idea she has to go back to Olympus, but honor to these people she just met and she gave her word to. She's like, yeah. I gotta go for that, I gotta do that. Nothing's gonna stop me, kind of thing. Right. I love it. Sweet. Solid. Nice. Uh, oh, good. I was going to say, and I can't believe you didn't read The Joker because I almost don't want to talk about it. I know. I forgot to read it. Because seriously, like, I, I really want to know your reaction to this book. Well, just recommend it then. Um, I do recommend this. This, by the end of it, the second half of this book went a way I wasn't anticipating, and mm-hmm. I'm not... 100% sure how I feel about it but the first half of this book does a really solid job of making sure that like y- listen listen the Joker's killing joke the killing joke is 100% continuity right it happened it yeah. happened and I'm like yeah we've all talked about that but like the whole thing the naked gym not just the shooting of Barbara right but all the stuff all that of happened it. yeah it all happened that's the yeah which I know but well like, I think everything happened but yeah but like we see him it. again like they recreate part of it of like him being like naked and being dragged through like oh. the fairgrounds and like how that felt. And like, <laughs> you know, the idea of like, you know, what, it, what a Joker want is, you know, you want you to go insane essentially. Right, yeah. Like, um, so just that that drives Jim. Yeah. And so we get a little more of that. We get the fact that like Barbara is in his ear the entire time. We, yeah. we do get this really great series of pages of Jim, um, detecting mm. and like knowing how, to find the wealthy and the rich he's like it's just it's just so smart and it's so jim for me i'm mm-hmm. like yep yep because jim's like a man of the people yeah. to me and like he totally utilizes those types of skills to achieve his goal nice and then something happens oh well i'm i'm uh, color me intrigued i'm, I'm excited <laughs> yeah um jumping into the super chats really quick yeah uh, i think we're at brian so let me make sure Yes. Uh, Brian T. Ball, our one uh, thing I wish comics would do is say if something is in continuity on the cover, what are your thoughts on this? 
Um, I mean, I, I think that like there's a way to do that. It's probably like put like the label, like label it. You know, mm-hmm. like how uh, right now if it's Infinite Frontier, there's a little Infinite Frontier logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I think that's the way to go. Like DC Universe or like DC Prime or like DC Elseworlds. Like yep. that. There's an easy way to do that and have like a theme or a scheme to it. Right, but I I feel like they don't want to. They don't want to do that. They don't want to do that because then they have to commit to it. And if something doesn't work out, then it's like oh now we have to be creative to figure out how to right. make this thing not have. But happened. you're already doing that. Right, but I think they'd rather have the opportunity to be like. Oh, remember that thing that everybody liked that we weren't sure was in continuity? Yeah. Well, it definitely is in continuity. Well, just change it. You know what I mean? Like, just when it in reprints, change the logo. That or... would be more infuriating, I think, to people. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Dan V900, I'm just curious if either of you have seen the Castlevania TV show. I feel like that's up Tiffany's alley. Last season just dropped on Thursday. I watched the first season. Well, I watched it with Sal, and I wasn't sure if Sal was interested anymore, but I don't think he is, so yeah, I may just have to catch up. One way up. or another. Like, you know, it was it was fun. We watched it. Yeah. And I, I dug it. I'm like, like I, think, I think this is the third season, or or the fourth season. I'm, I'm seasons behind. Oh, yeah, definitely. We watched the first. Yeah. So I have no idea. Yes. But, uh, but yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, it's a well-made show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, KT8-3976. Uh, Last week, the Fantastic Four went from, went full General Hospital, and I enjoyed and laughed. I've heard uh, good <laughs> things. I checked it out a little bit. But, like, yeah, I've heard good things. I hope it's uh, making people happy. Uh, I hear, you know, people are frustrated but also enjoying it. Um you know, it's one way or another. It depends on like whether you like dance a lot or not at this point, really. So I think that's true. I mean, like, you know, I feel so, I I don't know which way to go with him because it's like, I, we mentioned this before, but I know that like Dan has a love for comics, yes. but like Dan doesn't always play well with others. And I think that's kind of an issue. Um, The Franklin Richards thing, of course, in terms of like X-Men storytelling, I I think was kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justice League Last Ride from... Uh, I was going to read this and I just... I was like... I went and read The Joker instead. Okay. I'm glad you did. I thought you read it. Because uh, it, it looked like it was done. But it's uh, by Chip Zdarsky with art by Miguel Mendoza or Mendoza. Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but it's an Elseworld story. It's a it's an out-of-continuity uh, story that's taking place clearly like you know in the post-crisis dc continuity um maybe rebirth but i would i would i would go with post-crisis the idea is uh you know batman and they they say the trinity is broken up i don't i I think that was what the original solicits were but Mm. basically it's batman and superman are not friends and the justly breaks up Mm. and then they get a call and they need to get back together and uh basically because there's no justice league you know things got messed up god Oh, no, I just love the idea that, like, the Justice League is like, okay, here's the thing. They're not friends anymore. I'm not dealing with that. I'd rather just break up than have to choose sides. That's basically it. Like, nope. Like, nope. Like, the Flash is like, ugh. Like, when they, you know, they have to come back, they co- they're recalled, they go to the fortress or whatever, like, uh-huh. you know, the Watchtower. Uh, you know, Barry's obviously there, and, like, Batman and Superman immediately start <laughs> arguing, and, they're, and, and Flash is like, I will do anything to get away from you two, like, complaining. And the idea is that the Green Lantern Corps has captured Lobo uh, because Lobo is wanted. Um, you know, he murdered the new gods and they have this theory that like the, f- that the fifth world will be, will be humanity. And they want to use this as an opportunity to make. Yeah. That was in the Green Lantern book. Yeah. Well, we're doing that here too. That's what, that's what the, the Owens tell the Green Lanterns. Is yeah. That, like one day the, the new gods will die and right. human- and, and Earth will become the fifth world. Well, we're doing that now Wh- in this alternate reality. Uh, what? So, uh, yeah. 
they want basically they want the, the the Justice League to figure out like how to keep Lobo alive um, until you know until they don't need him anymore. Uh, and so you know Batman is the only one who can figure it out. They Batman tells him all to go to hell. Uh, Superman shows up and he's like, "Come on, come on! I'm not the reason Jean died. You are." And Batman's like, okay, we're gonna have to go to Apocalypse, and it's like, oh, it's a fun little story that if like that could have happened at any point at any time in a in a Justice League story, but John's dead. Of course, Batman's somehow the reason for that. Yeah, um, so, at least yeah. it wasn't John Stewart's fault. No, <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Batman and Superman wouldn't stop being friends because of John Stewart. I know, I know. But uh, yeah, I recommend it if you're looking for like an out of continuity, you know, Justice League story. But mm-hmm. like, whatever, it's fun. It's a cool little story. <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, Heroes Reborn, number two, from Jason, Aaron, and Dale Keown. I skimmed this mm. to see the thing at the like near the end that I was like, okay. Yeah. This is continuing to go. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a book that is happening. Uh, I'm impressed that it's happening so quickly. It is, well, like I said, I feel like they're trying to not have Hellfire Gala and this happening at the same time. Yes. Maybe? Uh, more or less, this is just like uh, greatest hits. Like, let's explain what the universe is like. And like, if you've had any specific questions about like, you know, what would happen if the Justice League were like dumb and also, you know, replace the Avengers, then here it is. Obviously, everyone's talking about how Hyperion just, like, when Galactus came, Hyperion just assassinated him. And that's yeah. uh, not something you can do to Galactus, but, like, no one, you know, it's a cool picture, and that's what this book is about. Right. I mean, like, the fact is, it's like, for some reason, this specific image, all that makes me think of is the Sentry. Yeah, of course. And it's like, oh, like, that's more interesting. Kind of. I mean, I mean, I think some people like Hyperion in terms of, like, a... Superman analog type An analog character. or like commentary on it like you know it, it's funny it like simultaneously of course is like tearing down why this type of hero doesn't necessarily work in the Marvel Universe right. while also like showing you what makes Superman so special in his own it's kind of it's neat in that yeah. element yeah uh, except like he's you know he's clearly brainwashed and he's like a you know he's a he's a jingoist where he's like it's for America and he's like you know doggedly devoted to his nation he's got too much patriotism yeah no I just I love this image of the Hulk yeah I kind of liked it too the Hulk is uh, I really love it the Hulk breaks into the uh, like the Hyperion's secret identity job and you know he's basically treated like Bizarro because he's like altered so he's he's talking backwards and you know uh, and like the Hulk and then and then they for and then Aaron doesn't want to do that anymore so he doesn't and Hyperion basically just kills the Hulk and uh, you know people are like that he couldn't do that either but he, he does well maybe okay so like obviously the Hulk in this recognizes the fact that like something's wrong with the world he's looking yes. for the Avengers he's looking for Steve Rogers he's and, like, I believe he was in the negative zone. Yeah. Um, yeah, he freed himself. Because the right. idea is that they created it. So, I'm like, well, maybe everyone there is people who know the truth. It could be. About, like, the universe. So, like, I'm wondering if it's less about, like, something happened to the Avengers and more like this is, like, a place to keep Hyperion. Right. Well, Hyperion stays in the sun most of the time to recharge. I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, you know, Captain America pretends to be a homeless person, meets... Hyperion to like size of his enemy mm-hmm. uh, and Blade's like yeah are we ready to do this and Steve's like yeah and that's uh, the book I love that Steve is wearing a hoodie and it's just open yeah and I'm like yes well that way you know who it is I know but that's not hiding well, otherwise you think you'll, you'll think it's Thor yeah which is exactly who I thought it was in the beginning so yeah this is a waste of money don't waste your time 
you can just skip this or well, pick it up if, in the trade. But if if you are digging it, then like it's more of the same, and yeah. so like you might continue to dig it. And again, like this is true. Well, no, this is not been... like the last one because this is more about more re-explaining what this world is and there's two pages of story right but i mean it also establishes the fact that like there are other characters who do remember yeah and like shows that like you know they are well, kind of remember hopefully yeah. sort of remembers but they're also not making it necessary i think i don't know I, obviously we didn't read there's a hyperion tie-in correct? yeah i didn't read it either. um but like this gives you a little more background about that so if you didn't read it maybe it puts you in a better position as well yeah that could be um but i just I'm, i know yeah. there are people who aren't enjoying it and so it's like Look, you know, like right now, there seems to be a lot of focus on X Men, and so it again, right? There's something out there that isn't X. Yes. So if you are right like tired of X Men, again, I wouldn't bother with this. There's plenty of other Marvel books. Although I do understand that uh, in what I guess it was the Hyperion tie-in, like there's a there's a reference to the X-Men. there's a Cyclops backup, yeah, in which he's the happiest he's ever been. Yep. Except <laughs> now, which he still is. Except when he's on the moon having a three-way mm-hmm. with Wolverine. <laughs> Uh, Neil and Bradley really, says... That's the true romance there. Yeah. Gene's the one getting in the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As always. Neil and Bradley says, bought volume one of Stillwater and we only find them when they're dead. Nice. Oh my God, that's such a long title based on your recommendations. Nice. Excellent. That's great. Yes, yeah. we only find them when they're dead. Yep. Thank you, Neil, and for your support and uh, for your kindness. Thank you, uh, Yeah, you. we only find them when they're dead. The Last House of the Town on the Lake with the Place and the Guy, written by James Tynan Fourth. Uh, where there's also uh, I'm looking forward something's to killing book, the children. By the way, quite a bit. I am honestly looking forward. The place with the thing and the stuff. Uh, the extremely long title that it will be made into a TV series uh, is one of my favorites from Boom Studios, and of course, uh, the independent comic book that everyone's reading. They all have long titles that are sentences. Damien 900 I'm, says, "I'm sorry, all of my long sentenced independent books are more consistently." Uh, put out and of quality than your web swinging friend. Yeah, it's too bad that like <laughs> nobody respects him in Marvel. Uh, Danvy nine hundred says I would recommend Time Before Time number one. It's like Looper. I didn't buy into Heroes Are Born. Peter Parker one shot. Why wouldn't he just be Spider Man? Yeah, because they don't want Spider Man in the book. That's why. That's why they did it. That's I mean like yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to find out why the Heroes Be Born universe exists. Maybe there's some... Nah, I don't really care. It's a, it's just an extension of Aaron's run on the Avengers, which is way too long. <laughs> he needs to stop. I like Aaron. And I the, do too. That's why I'm like... And it's just awful. And it's just yeah. like it's just unequivocally awful. Just like go, I, Every time I read it, I'm like, ugh. Just go write King Conan. Yeah, go, read, go write King Conan. Do another run on Thor or something. Like, stick to what you're good at. Stay away from the Avengers. You're just awful at it. Just awful. Just awful. Anyway... Uh, and that's it. Is there anything else you're reading? No. Well, there you have it, everybody. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. We also, of course, wanted to mention that, uh, you know, we can't do this without you. And so if you are watching uh, this show, make sure to subscribe to Comic Pop Returns uh, because that's where the show is probably going to live from now on. We, of course, have recommendations for books that are coming out that we think you should pick up. And I'm very excited to be talking about them in a minute. But uh, I also just wanted to say, you know, before the end of the show, because the show is not over, uh, that we are going to be uh, kind of moving, migrating the show over there. So if you aren't already, make sure to subscribe. And if you're looking for a link, there's one in the uh, that's one pinned in the chat. If you're watching this after the fact, hey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for subscribing to Comic Pop Returns, which is just where Comic Pop's podcasts need to be because YouTube, you know, is a friendly place for terrific uh, for creators. Uh, they certainly. You know, that that's actually like a thing in their surveys where they're like, I think YouTube is a great place for creators. And it's like, one, no. Like, one hard disagree. Uh, ten full send. 
And it's like, yep. Does it actually fu- say full send? No. Oh. No, it doesn't. Oh. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're going to recommend some books. Yeah. Um, somebody Wait, asked when we're going to. Are you waiting for me? To re- I'm, I'm ready. I'm okay, ready great. to recommend books. Wolverine number 12 is coming out. I know. I'm going to check this out. It's Wolverine Dracula. Why not? Dracula has a really strong connection with the X-Men. I get it. No, he does. Mm-hmm. He absolutely does. I know. And it's Dracula. I yeah. like when Dracula shows up because he's either ridiculous or maybe kind of scary. I don't know. Speaking of, we only find them when they're dead. Number six is coming out, so you could check that out um, from Al Ewing. Wonder Girl number one is coming out. Finally. Written and drawn by Joelle Jones. Jones. Yeah. She, she guessed, so I'm definitely picking that up. Looking forward to it. I don't know if there's a backup in it, but this one says it's about 32 pages. I don't see a little thing in it. I don't see a little thing either, but it's 32 pages, $4. Fuck yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, I also want to give it a shout out to Way of the X number two. Yep. uh, Written by uh, Simon Spurrier. Um, Yeah, this is the like Nightcrawler dealing with religion and like just kind of having his own existential crisis. Existential crisis. Existential. (laughs) That's what they should call this. Yes. That, that'll be the omnibus. Yes, is the existential crisis edition. Yep. Um, and they're saying one of the most dangerous mutants is reborn, but yeah, we, we knew we that already. Was, yeah. um, so we'll be checking uh, that out for sure. And I want to give a shout out to that uh, Shang-Chi, of course, is getting a book because Shang-Chi's getting a movie. a movie. Um, Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe Part 1 is coming out. So if you're like, hey, I want to pick up something with Shang-Chi, maybe you don't want to go back and read some older stuff, there's something coming out right now. You'll be able to go check that out um, by Jean Luen Yang. Yep. I hope I didn't say that incorrectly. Um, and there it'll be. Yeah. We'll check it out. I don't know how many parts it is. Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe. Uh, my guess is it'll be a couple. Yeah. It doesn't say. There's nothing here yeah. that mentions it, but Hey, whatever. Oh, also, uh, Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade number three is coming out. Also by Another Science Spurrier book. Yeah. Yep. Can't help myself. Right. That was, that was old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 66 is coming out. We'll see how it uh, holds up. Spencer and Bagley. Nice. Uh, Nightwing number 80 is coming out. Nightwing's a great series. I didn't get a chance to talk about issue two, uh, and I'll talk about issue three the next time. No, uh, we did talk about it too. Did we? Yeah. It was the one with the pizza. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yay! <laughs> uh, Just like sixty-one, this will be my make it or break it for the series. Uh, the second issue was not great, so we'll see how this goes. Is of course Bendis and uh, you know uh, oh, Zermanico is doing the art with a cor- no, no. Is it is it Zermanico the whole way through? I don't know because Zermanico does the Ram V the the um. Well, they're only listing Zermanico as the artist. Oh, interesting. So. Oh, it looks like it says Marquez. Okay, there you go. David Marquez was drawing it before, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just the, this site is uh is not listing that artist. Not the listing that. Well, he's down there, but he's like as a cover oh, there you artist. Go. Um, but yes, yeah, it's Marquez for that, and Ram V and Zermanica are doing the Justice League Dark backup. Yes, because if you want to read Justice Just League Dark, you're probably going to read the Bendis Justice League book. Mm-hmm. Not. <laughs> uh, but it is there if you ever want to read Justice League Dark again. Uh, Zdarsky and, Haw- and uh, Hawthorne are doing Daredevil number 30. Uh, this is a great series, and uh, I can't sing enough of its praises. It's a good book. Uh, but again, you know. It's Daredevil. Uh, it's not Chichetto. It's yeah, Hawthorne. Chichetto's on there too. Chichetto. He did the. Yeah, he's the artist and cover artist. They're both on there. Yeah, that's that makes sense. There's some. Well, it says he's the penciler, so I wonder if he Chichetto came in to finishes or something. Yeah, like, that. like maybe Chichetto didn't have enough time, so like they let him lay them out, and then Chichetto just that's fair. Did the rest of it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, but anyway, it's a great book, regardless. 
Uh, also, Heroes Reborn number three is coming out. I'm going to continue to read it because it's, you know, what's happening in the Marvel Universe. And I, I'll admit I'm a little intrigued about, like, how Coulson manipulated the, the Squadron Supreme into taking over the, the, you know, the world. It, like, because Coulson really came up for me, of course, through the MCU and through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yep. it, like, kills me what they've done to this character in the comics themselves. Yep. They didn't know what to do with him anymore, so they were like, let's make him an Abaxal Lord. Yeah, sure. Uh, hey, did you like Life Story? Because they're because Marvel's hoping you did with uh, Fantastic Four Life Story written by Mark Russell with art by Sean Izaxi. There you have it. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's you know it's a, it's another. If you remember Spider Man Life Story, each issue was a decade. Uh, this is, mm-hmm. I assume, the same premise um, by a different creator. Uh, and I think this is what kind of like inspired Zdarsky. Like, oh, I can just like create an idea, throw it out there, and they'll make it. And yeah. that's what they did with uh, with uh, with What If, or what is, that's what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the life story. Right, and this is also gonna tie into the Fantastic Four 60th anniversary as well, mm. which is fun because they're kicking it off with the 60s. Yeah, so that's cool. It's kind of cute. Yeah. I also like the fact that I saw this cover and I was like, and clearly there's something about Moon Knight in here, and I'm like, no, nah, it's just no, it's just a moon or something. Shape. I don't know. It's weird. It's just a shape that they put on. Yeah, it's a kind of a weird. <laughs> decision <laughs> just made me immediately think of Moon Knight but uh can't help it yeah uh so yeah uh, outside of that uh, Adam says I hear a lot of people pronouncing it Shang-Chi or it sounds like that uh, anyone know what the correct with what's correct with the movie coming out uh the actor who's playing him yeah says it's Shang-Chi okay uh just like uh when they made the live action Avatar The Last Airbender movie uh it was Ong and not Aang. Well, fact, it could the, be. Well, it could be. In in terms of that, I'll say like that's an interesting one because it's like obviously the creators of it had their idea of what it was, but maybe if you were using that word from its like derivation in yeah. terms of like you know different language, it would be the other thing. Right. That one's a little more difficult with in terms of of this. I think that's probably a little more clear cut that we can just go with whatever they're going to say. Yeah. Trenton Rogers, thanks for the years of content. You are all the big reason why I got back into comics. Keep being awesome. You too, Trenton. Thank you very much for your incredible support. Uh for your very generous for your very strong yeah. generosity. And uh and for being here and for watching thank for you, multiple years. You. That's friggin' that's friggin' dope. Uh when did Colson become evil when uh Deadpool killed him? That'll do it for That'll you. That'll do it. I mean, you just feel insulted, I guess. I know. <laughs> it's just, you know, it was a weird decision. Another, like, weird Secret Empire thing where they were like, oh, we screwed that up, too. Mm. Uh, JLI Wheels, been a fan since TV Little House. Back issues got me into comics. Uh, back into comics. from the Love from the UK. Well, thank you. Thanks, JLI Wheels. Really appreciate it, man. And uh, I love when I see, like, the old... I Like, I'm so glad we're past TV Little House, but I like seeing it sometimes. It's yeah. like, aw, you've, you've been watching for a while. Thank you. Uh, Adam X, or Adam... Adam X, because he says he's talking about X Men. Remind me, Adam X the Extreme. Yeah. Adam, any uh, theory as to why Professor X's face is always hidden? Writers often use masks to show they are hiding something, etc. He seems borderline supervillain. We talk about that a, a lot. For they sure. have shown his face. They have shown his face before. He just, you know, I, I will say it's probably a lot easier to draw it. You know, to oh, no doubt. What, what he's doing with that? Well, face. especially because they're like totally not drawing Professor X anymore. Like since they, since, since he like clearly fixed himself, like he, he cocooned himself or whatever. He's like, I'm thin and buff, and I got this crazy helmet. Like, they're just drawing any, like, stock man figure in comics. <laughs> they don't care. I'm sure it will play into something. And, like, I recently had been considering, um, not theories, but, like, just some interesting little things in terms of, like, helmets in general that we've seen as of late. Yeah. More about that later. That's true. They showed his face when they blew it off in uh, <laughs> X-Force. Yeah, no, they did. <laughs> 
when they blew it off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, make sure to subscribe to Comic Pop Returns for more because, of course, like that's where this show is going to be, yes. I guess. And then we're going to really see like what happens because uh, as we roll ever forward to 100K on this main channel, you know, uh, there's some theories about like what YouTube does. You know, we, we're up, we're eligible for, for verification. We could be locked into a new bracket. Uh, YouTube, of course, doesn't want to ever go on record and say what things are because of, like you said, with respect to the, um, you know, they don't want to like determine what's in universe because they don't want to be held accountable for it later. YouTube is the same thing where they don't want to say what's a rule and what isn't because otherwise they're held accountable for it or at the very least they could be in uh, the social sphere. So, uh, but there's some like unofficial theories about what's going to happen. So uh, thank you for being here, for subscribing to Comic Pop. Thank you for checking out that new channel and we'll see if like maybe moving those things over there also allows this channel to flourish and grow. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we're still we're still cultivating gardens, ladies and gentlemen. We're still, still trying it up. So, uh, yeah. Otherwise, we will uh, see you next week with another episode of Off the Rack over on the other show. That's right. Or on the other channel. Um, Give it a shot. So we're excited for that. Of course, if you want more, can't can't handle it, go to twitch.tv slash compop, watch Tiffany play video games Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, uh, this episode will be live on Comic Pop Returns uh, tomorrow, like which is to say Tuesday. So if you're watching this on Comic Pop Returns, it'll be live right now. You're watching it right now. Yeah. And, and thanks for staying to the end. Yeah. Hi. We're, we're here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it. That's I guess all, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. Uh. Thanks, Black Phoenix, for subscribing right now. <gasps> Yay! Thank you. Yeah. And thanks everybody else for watching. We really, really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next time with another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long.